0: Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the IoT for All podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Chicone, and I'm joined today by Shannon Lee as my co-host. Today's guest is John Candish, the head of IoT products at SAP, where he leads the IoT Connect 365 business. His goal is to make it simple for enterprises to connect IoT devices globally, thus enabling brands to build new and innovative businesses. And this conversation centers, as you may guess, around connectivity. Um, very informative, very interesting. I promise you it's worth the time. To give you a little background on SAP IoT Connect 365, basically it's enterprise services that simplifies the complex connectivity, scalability, and management of Internet of Things um, devices and solutions through a simple contract and connection to a fully managed cloud-based solution with global reach, a secure infrastructure, and real-time control. Um, SAP enables connectivity of devices, providing one simple connection to the enterprise, which is pretty neat. After connecting the device, they can now manage and optimize the item and make sure the deal is, or the data, sorry, is transmitted in a secure nature. They then take the data and create new business models. So uh, we'll hear a little bit more about that when John kind of chats and touches on what they're doing early on in the interview. On today's episode, we talk about a lot of different things. So after his intro and talking about SAP... We talk about um, how IoT Connect 365 plays into SAP's focus, uh, what issues he has noticed or his team has noticed with early customers that that actually led to the creation of IoT Connect 365 coming to life, Um, and before IoT Connect 365 existed, how are people handling these connectivity concerns that they learned early on in the stages of development. Uh, We then get into talking about how fundamental the connectivity is at enabling enterprises to become more intelligent and how does poor connectivity actually cause really um, high-level complexities that maybe we overlook or don't think about early on in our planning stages. We then touch on AI and how AI relates to and can be used with connectivity. How can enterprises connect multiple devices across different network types at scale and how focusing on the edge side of things plays into that. We then get into how are people going to be managing IoT connectivity in the near and long term. So we play some guessing games there, which is quite interesting. And then we kind of start talking about the biggest impacts that we feel or we predict we're going to be feeling when 5G is fully developed. What are some of the biggest hurdles to IoT adoption aside from security? Are there any particular industries that IoT is leading in IoT adoption? And then we kind of finish up talking about what is or, you know, what, what kind of things are is John most excited to see in the IoT space in the next 12 to 18 months? And finally, what advice John has for people when they're choosing the correct connectivity for their IoT solution? So we kind of bounce around a bit, but general sense of things is we're talking about connectivity, which makes complete sense given John's background. Um, but I promise you, it's, it's a great, great episode. It's a, it's a good time, especially if you're interested in learning more about connectivity and how it plays into things overall. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with John Candish. Of SAP. Welcome, John, to the IoT for All
1: show. How's your week going so far? Yeah, it, it, it's going good so far. It's been, been quite busy. Um, good, good. Hopefully, it's a good busy. Yes, yes, it's a good busy. It's a good busy. <laughs> you never know. It's, so. almost, it's almost the weekend now.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, thanks for being here. I um, really appreciate it. I'm joined today by co host Shannon Lee.
2: Hello, yeah. listeners. How are you?
0: Um, so, I think the best way to start this, John, would be to have you just kind of take us through a little background about yourself, you know, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit more about, you know, uh, you know, how you got into the IOT space, how you ended up at SAP and and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, um, I, I'm an engineer by training and, um, worked in in, in the field of communications and, and then mobile communications and actually back in, in 2000 founded a startup, um, Back when when wireless was all all new and exciting, um, and 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 out of that uh, we we came up with a messaging business about making it easier for uh, operators to exchange uh, multimedia messages and and, and rich content. Um, and, and to cut a very long story short, uh, I'm, I'm now part of the uh, SAP Digital Interconnect team. And we're about connecting that last virtual mile for enterprises. So connecting the enterprise to their the customers, um, their employees, and in this case, their their IoT devices, and making it simple for them to do that. Okay. Can you, at a high level, just kind of talk
0: about what SAP does um, to our audience? Just I mean, I, we've seen, we know the company, we've seen commercials, you know, we've, we've, You've seen it around, but it's at a high level. Could you just kind of explain what, what you all are about at, um, from a you know, company-wide perspective?
1: Yeah. So from, from a company-wide perspective, we're about enabling organizations to, to run better and to, to transform into intelligent enterprises. So by that, I mean uh, being able to, to automate decisions to make better use of the information that all enterprises have got out there. Um, but often can't get their hands on and can't use to make decisions in real time in order to make the enable the organization to to run better uh, that that's I guess sort of a, a high level of 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 the the whole of sap okay. uh, I'm in a group called SAP Digital interconnect and and we're about uh, connecting uh, enterprises and and organizations as I said. Uh, to their, their employees, their customers um, and their IOT devices, so we're about getting that information either from from the enterprise systems out to the people or the devices or collecting information um, from from the perimeter there, uh, bringing it back to the enterprise uh, to enable those decisions to be made uh, because uh, the, you know the intelligent enterprise depends on good information in order to make intelligent decisions. Uh, and in order to do that, it, it needs connectivity, and, and that connectivity is really foundational to uh, to everything else.
0: Absolutely, that
1: makes a lot of sense. And I, when I was looking through your website, I saw
0: IoT Connect three hundred and sixty five. Is that kind of your main product offering? Like, how does that kind of fit into the you know your division and what you guys are um, yeah. focused on?
1: Yeah, so that that that's our product offering uh, for enterprises and organizations to connect their IoT devices. And uh, the basic aim of that, that product is to make it simple uh, for enterprises to to connect their IOT devices. So we've, we've done that initially uh, over mobile cellular technology as that is a, is the most ubiquitous form of, of, of connectivity around the world. And in many ways the most complex because uh, you, you've mm-hmm. got 2G, you've got 3G, 4G, LTM, narrowband IOT. you've got hundreds of mobile operators over a thousand if you include the, uh, the mobile virtual network operators. And each of those has their own uh, billing and reporting systems, uh, their own interfaces, um, and, and, and really enterprises are already faced with that complexity when they're looking at, at, at connecting IoT devices. Uh, and, and dealing with that complexity was, was one of the main sort of concerns that, that our customers fed back to us when we talked to them about how they mm-hmm. saw IoT. Connectivity and, and, and what the challenges are.
0: And what are some of the other concerns that you kind of encountered when you were engaging with potential customers? Kind of that led to IoT Connect 365
1: to yeah. yeah, so we 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 went we went out and talked to a lot of enterprises and, and, and researched this. And, and and the first one there that I mentioned in terms of concerns was, was the complexity. Uh, security, it would be no surprise to hear was, was a big concern. About how you 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 secure all of these endpoints, all of these devices out there that are actually connected to to your core systems and platforms, um, and and especially when you're starting off with maybe a few hundred or thousand devices and growing to tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, how do you make sure you you you, you go about it right in the first place, and and you don't sort of uh, create a, a a monster that that, that can't be secured. And then the, the third the third big concern was was how you handle the scalability, uh, scalability to uh, to control all of these devices, and ensure that they can be connected when they need to be, but if 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 they're being misused or they shouldn't be connected, you've you've, you've got them locked down so that they are secured, ensuring that you can can handle um, all of this data, which which might start off as a as a stream of of of, of megabytes and, and very rapidly grow to 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 gigabytes and beyond. So how do you how do you manage the scalability in a, in a way that still keeps things simple for the enterprise? And then right. and then lastly it's worth saying everybody had their own their own bespoke requirements and concerns after that. So we, we might talk about a, more about this later on, but one of the key things that we've we've provided in our service is a rich API enabling uh, organizations to really embed the connectivity in the IoT application or service. So rather than it being something that they just turn on and, and leave the connectivity as connected and, and go and focus on everything else, the, the connectivity is really part and parcel of the IoT applications and services. Um, gotcha. Which we, we see that our, our, our customers have found um, to, be, to be invaluable. So before this solution existed,
0: you know, before you guys had IoT Connect 365, what, how were people handling these problems or these concerns before that? Was it kind of a, you know, a multi-faceted approach, or, or, or what was it that kind of obviously then led to this being created? But what were they doing before, before you guys were kind of introducing this product?
1: Yeah. So I, I guess I guess a lot of customers were going off and. Um, putting uh, sims in their devices from uh, individual mobile operators okay. and, and and sometimes they were putting in different Sims from different operators depending where those devices were going to end up in the world and I, I guess you know that provided basic connectivity but they then had the complexity of dealing with these these different mobile operators because the you know one operator might have a, a great connectivity footprint in, in, in Asia, um, but not necessarily be the right choice in in Europe. Uh, so they've, they've got multiple, multiple operator uh, connectivity services being used, but each of those have got their own interfaces, their own reporting systems, and, and things pretty rapidly get quite complicated. It also means that, that the customers were having to create multiple stock keeping units for, for their devices. So you've got a single device, but you've got a choice of two or three sims you're going to put into it. And as soon as you've done that, you've got where well, you had one stock unit, you've you've then got three stock units. So things have you know getting more expensive and and more complicated and and harder to manage as a result. Uh, and that's I guess the example I've given there is, is from a, a regional or, or global deployment, but even in a single country, um, and in fact, two two of our um, our biggest customers, they're predominantly operating in a in a single country. But they were finding that whilst each of the mobile operators had had great connectivity in that country, they didn't have as as good a connectivity as if you could access all of them. And, and, of course, the, the issue with IoT devices is they, can, they can't walk down the road, lean out the window, or try and get a better signal. They're either right. connected or they're not. So right. you know, just that, that little extra bit of, of, of connectivity footprint that they can achieve as a result is, is really important to, uh, to organizations operating IoT devices.
0: Yeah, so I kind of talk a little bit more about connectivity, maybe at a higher level here. Um, it's obviously no secret that connectivity is is a huge piece of any IoT solution. So, how is IoT, or I guess, how is connectivity, or how fundamental is connectivity in enabling, let's say, you know, ent- enterprises to become intelligent, to run better, and how does poor connectivity then cause complexities? Kind of like as you mentioned, you know, we, we know the device can't physically yeah. move to find this, but you know, how, how is that poor connectivity really causing an issue? To you know, it kind of really hits on why it's important to have a solution like this.
1: Yeah, so I, I guess looking at a, a, an intelligent enterprise that is, is is connecting everything they do from their supply chain through their manufacturing, through distribution, and, and indeed to the, their products in operation. So uh, to take an example, they, they would probably have a, a just-in-time manufacturing process where, and they're monitoring, they've got IoT devices in their supply chain that are, are are giving them updates in real time on the stock levels of their suppliers and uh, the, uh, the the progress of of their components as they're shipped from the supplier to to the point of manufacture. So that that all depends on 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 real time information. I mean, it, it it's often talked about um, how how you know there's a half an hour window in in manufacturing in for many many manufacturers. For getting the components in, uh, and a half an hour window for the for the delivery lorry booked to arrive at the manufacturing plant. And in fact, where where I am here in 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 Britain, uh, with with the the topic of Brexit, if I dare mention that, um, you know that's often cited as a, as a real issue for for manufacturers um, if we have customs delays, and and just just thirty minutes or an hour can can be significant. So. The, the intelligent enterprise can only uh, use that information if they've got connectivity to the supply chain and and to those those delivery trucks and and all of that depends on good connectivity so if the delivery trucks are are maybe um, coming across on a, on a ferry and then on on, on the on, on the highway if if there's a black spot of connectivity um, and and that's an area of traffic congestion on on then they're going to lose real-time information on, uh, on on the delivery of those components. And if there is a delay, they're going to be unable to plan for that delay in, in their manufacturing process. Uh, and, and pretty and, much the same issue applies for the, for the distribution channel as well.
2: And does AI play a huge role in the intelligent enterprise or how does it relate to the connectivity in, in this case?
1: Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. So I think we're seeing... Uh, an increasing use of, of artificial intelligence to uh, to manage the complexity of of the connectivity. So I I, I guess that there's very often a choice for how devices connect. So they may have uh, the option of cellular connectivity. Uh, some devices may also be connected to low power wide area networks and perhaps able to use to use Wi-Fi when it's available. Uh, but to, to make the best of all of those options, there needs to be some intelligence applied to, uh, to making the decision on how to connect. Uh, so if, if a device is in a location where there may be a, a Wi-Fi connection available, but actually it's, it's a very mobile device and that's likely to be very transient, uh, connecting to the Wi-Fi briefly isn't, isn't really gonna help trans, transfer that data. It, it's just gonna delay things rather than it has to be a, a new connection established to the cellular network. Uh, also on a, for, for cellular networks, uh, we'll all be familiar. Perhaps, perhaps there's um, routes that we, we drive along regularly and you know there's a bit of a, uh, uh, a black spot of connectivity uh, around a particular location on, on a freeway or a, a regular journey you make. Uh, maybe it, it drops down to 2G, back up to 4G. Uh, there's different connectivity available. So we're seeing um, some, some uh, organizations use intelligence in, in the mobile device and indeed even in the SIM to make, to make decisions based on the location of, of that equipment and, and, the, and combine that with the route that it's on and the available uh, cell towers to connect to. And, and although perhaps there's a great 4G signal um, just, just come around the corner, uh, the, the system will know from past experience that that will only provide a, a very limited amount of connectivity for a brief period of time. So it's actually better to stay on the existing 2G connection and maintain consistency of connection uh, and, until it's further down the road when there's there's, there's better 4G connectivity available. Um, and then also intelligence uh, used at, at the edge, artificial intelligence, to, uh, to determine... Uh, what data to send when? So I guess there's 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 very often time critical data um, that that may be uh, small in terms of the, of the amount of data that needs to be sent, and perhaps other data which is which is pretty bandwidth hungry but less but less time sensitive. So we're seeing organisations use uh, artificial intelligence to make the decision of, of what to send when.
2: So in short, would you say that AI is making connecti- connectivity more resilient for the future? Yeah. Um, and, and it's really helping us really understand the capabilities that our cell phones and mobile devices will have once 5G is completely rolled out?
1: Yes. Yes. I think that, that that's a great way of putting it. AI is really improving the resilience of the connectivity. And and making sure that the, uh, the complexity of the available options uh, can be used to... To, to, to their best rather than uh, creating uh, you know delay or or um, further issues and and resilience is really key to, to the intelligent enterprise because uh, yeah you know, as it becomes more and more dependent on data um, the resilience of the supply of that data is, is is really critical to organizations
0: can you talk a little bit more about um, you mentioned kind of connecting things at the edge in, in IoT, which is a very big topic. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how enterprises can you know, connect these IoT devices across multiple network types at scale and keeping them secure, you know, really focusing around the, the edge side of things?
1: Yeah, so uh, I, I guess um, by being able to, to take intelligence from the cloud and, and, and put it at the edge of the network it's much closer to uh, to the devices and the context of of what's going on and, and the data that's being collected and the decisions that are, are being made so I guess uh, one thing that organizations can do is actually move some of the decisions from the cloud and we're seeing increasingly the ability to uh, to, uh, to to move um, Computing functions and decisions dynamically from from the cloud to the edge, depending on on, on the context of what's happening. Uh, so, if if for instance, uh, to take uh, the example of a uh, of a um, a manufacturing, a possibly a ha- hazardous environment, uh, where the the environment is being being monitored by IoT devices, whilst all of that data is ultimately going up to the cloud. Um, some of some of the intelligence relating to, to monitoring safe levels uh, of of hazardous substances in the environment might be brought down to the edge, to to make those decisions locally and ensure that that any necessary alarms can can be made quicker. Um, so that, that that that's one example of of, of using intelligence at the edge. Um, the different mobile networks and connectivity options available. Uh, so that the service that we're offering customers gives them access to, to hundreds of mobile operators globally, and enabling the devices uh, at, at the edge about making the decision on, on which subscription in combination with which, which mobile network to use at any one point in time is really critical to, to, to being able to use the best available connectivity without causing a, a long delay while a decision is made in the cloud based on that location on that device's location and and what networks are available so we've we've made all of that that decision process something that the device can do autonomously
0: okay it's very interesting uh, how do you I guess how do you envision this kind of uh, evolving over the the next number of years um, I don't know how far out in the future we want to try to predict here but just in a sense of, you know, how are people going to be managing IoT connectivity over the next, I don't know, let's say, start out 12 to 18 months and then into like say like five to 10 years? Like, how, how is that going to differ or change in your mind? Um, or what could be done to kind of improve all that?
1: Yeah. So I think, I think, um, what, what we're seeing over the next 12 to 18 months is, is people making what they've got more resilient exactly. and really embedding the connectivity. Um, so the, the importance of the, the, the connectivity solutions having good APIs that enable organizations to, to embed that connectivity into the applications so that you know, if you, you, you might be uh, initially launching an application that's being used in one particular way um, and a, a device needs relatively a relatively limited amount of connectivity to perform perform the functions that it's been given. And and at that point, the connectivity will be locked down to just provide that amount of connectivity, perhaps just in a single country um, or on a particular network. And then, as the 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 application evolves or or, or the customers purchased an upgrade, uh, a different amount of connectivity is going to be required. Maybe a lot more data, a lot more networks, a lot more mobility. And and we think is it important that the the application or service can reconfigure in real time. The connectivity that's available, uh, so, that, uh, so that just the right amount and, and and the correct correct connectivity is available to to that mm-hmm. application or service. So. so so really that over the next eighteen months, getting things working together up uh, much better is 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 what I would see as, as as the main development. Then over over the longer term, uh, we'll see devices using. Many different forms of of connectivity. So right now, things are typically connected via mobile, uh, via low power networks, uh, via Wi-Fi, and and they don't really move between those options. and And organisations don't manage the connectivity across those options in in a unified way. So they've probably got some things connected on on, on their own Wi-Fi network. Maybe they're using ultra wideband. Um, within a manufacturing environment, because it's very good at uh, location services within a building. Uh, Maybe they're using low-power networks within a a distribution yard or within a uh, city metro area. But all these are probably being managed uh, independently, which means that uh, A, A, it's harder to manage the scalability and really control the security of everything that's going on because there's a different approach, different interfaces, different setups for all of these. Uh, and then it 's also harder to spot patterns um, and, and patterns of usage, particularly normal usage and, and and being able to spot abnormal usage, are really key to uh, to securing networks and, and IOT devices. So just as your your credit card company' looking you know, has a view of of your entire spending behavior and can spot anomalies. Uh, so organizations need to better take a view of, of all of their connectivity, all of their IoT devices, in order to be able to use uh, artificial intelligence to, uh, to to understand what what's a normal usage pattern, uh, what's suspicious, and what really needs to be to be terminated because there, you know there's there's clearly something being misused there. Yeah. So I, kn- I know Shannon has some kind
0: of more higher level, broad questions outside of connectivity to. to- to come out, come up with in a second here, but before we do that, I want to ask you a very cliche question right now, which is <laughs> yeah. how do you think, or what are your thoughts on 5g and, and kind of where do you think the biggest impact is going to be felt when, when 5g is fully deployed?
1: So I, I, I guess for, for IOT, I think it, it's going to be around, um, back to life and, and the size and cost of devices. So certainly, right now there are there are solutions using low power wide area networks, and indeed there's narrowband IoT and LTA, lte which goes um, to you know some way in that direction of enabling uh, lower power, lower cost devices. But really, five G, five G is is making the the, the signalling and and the architecture, particularly of the devices, um, possible at a, at a much lower cost level. And making that eventually, you know, you, available as a a, a a very wide footprint globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think that's going to be far more important for IoT than any any increase in in bandwidth and and and, and so forth. Interesting. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and right now, there, you know, there are low power um, network solutions, but they're they're nowhere near as as global as two G and three G four network coverages. Sure. Uh, and I think. That's that's what five G five G can offer, but it you know it, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. So we're particularly seeing that you know customers need solutions that will work now and evolve towards that. Um, you know, there's no good saying five G is going to offer everything you need, um, but you know people can't wait that can't wait that long. Right, 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 right. Yeah, definitely. They, they want it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they want it now. So so you know we're really about providing solutions now and using a combination of network technologies low power and cellular networks uh, and others to to provide the connectivity that they need now and allow them to to evolve towards 5g as it becomes uh, available globally
0: yeah that's really cool it seems like you guys are are not poised to to handle whatever kind of comes comes down the pipe regarding connectivity so and i think that's good for clients or you know potential customers to understand because That connectivity is important with any IoT solution. Like you said earlier, if your devices are not connected, they can't physically go and get connected somewhere else. If they're not connected, they're pretty much useless and data is not being transmitted or collected. So and that's, at the end end of the day, the fundamental value behind an IoT solution. So if you can kind of ensure your customers that regardless of of the connectivity that's going on in the area or any issues that maybe may, uh, may arise, you're, we're gonna find a way to have your device connected because our tool kind of enables that. And I think that's very fascinating and something that a lot of people don't think about when they're building an IoT solution until they've already chosen one level of connectivity and they start to have problems.
1: Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly that.
0: Yeah. Um, but Chen, you want to get into some of these yeah. little higher level questions, sure.
2: Um, so I know you already mentioned security, and obviously it's a hot button issue. But what are some of the biggest hurdles to IoT adoption aside from security that you're seeing, um, especially with your your clients?
1: Um, I think I think people making the right choices around the hardware to use. So quite often they've they've got a, an IoT application, they've they've got a device, um, whether that be a, an appliance. Um, a sensor or something like that, but then make making uh, the decision about how to how to connect that. So that's about what what technology to use to connect it, but also then uh, the hardware to to enable that connectivity at, at the device end. So, you know, if 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 they've got a um, a, a product that requires mobile connectivity, they're going to have to put some sort of mobile modem into it to enable that connectivity, and I think we're seeing it's really important to help customers navigate the, uh, the options available um, to, to, for, for the hardware devices to enable that connectivity. So we, we're a cloud company, we, we don't provide hardware, um, but we're seeing it's increasingly important to be able to, uh, to point customers in the right direction and, and, to, and to make the right decisions around that area.
0: Are you guys? What does your partnership ecosystem look like then? Because you know, you said you're a cloud company, and um, you you focus in these areas. So, so when it comes to the whole, you know, IoT, all the way from hardware down to the user interface, how are you guys f- coming into projects? Um, is this are you guys kind of a solution people are reaching out to and and fitting? You know, fitting in, or are you guys working on building solutions and then bringing partners together to help kind of manage that whole process, like systems integrators, hardware companies, visual or data visualization yeah. companies, and so forth?
1: Sure. So I, I guess it, it it varies from customer to customer. We've got many customers who've who've made their own decisions already, have the hardware relationships in place, okay. and and we're providing the uh, the connectivity and and the IoT services in in the cloud. To enable them to to, to build their, their overall solution, and then we've also got other customers who are, are much more starting out with an idea, or perhaps they've got a uh, a solution that that currently doesn't use IoT, and they want to bring IoT into that. And in in those situations, we're working with um, IoT hardware vendors and systems integrators to uh, to to put a team together to build to build the overall solution from end to end. Gotcha. So our customers, our um, customers more often than not coming to you, looking for that
0: whole kind of involvement with your partners, partners, or are they, or our, I guess, partners coming to you saying, we need your solution.
1: Yeah, we've, 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 we've got a mix of, okay. of both. Gotcha. Um, we've got a lot of partners who've come to us and said, you know, we really like what you're doing around the connectivity, and uh, other things. And they've, they've embedded our solution in into their offering to their customers. Um, but then there's the, you know there's also customers who who we've been working with perhaps in the messaging space or other other areas of um, enterprise software who are wanting to get into IoT um, who who we've introduced to that ecosystem to enable them to to build the end-to-end solution.
2: Do you find that there's one industry that is? leading IoT adoption when these clients are coming to you, um, you know, I know manufacturing is huge and energy as well, but is there one industry that really is ahead of the game?
1: Um, I don't, I don't think I would, I wouldn't um, be so brave as to call out a, a single industry that's ahead of the game. Um, I could just say anecdotally, we've, we've got a number of customers um, in the automotive space and um, uh, transport and logistics has, has been a big area over the last um, over the last twelve months, and and energy, both both renewables and um, and sort of le- legacy energy solutions and energy distribution. Uh, but we're getting new customers all the time in, in different industries, which I think is one of the most exciting parts about being in aspects of being in in, in IoT right now, and um, especially. Working in 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 the connectivity space, uh, I think one of one of the great things about that is that we get to work with so many different verticals, uh, because the you know the connectivity is needed across all of them. Uh, but certainly, the, the ones I've mentioned over the last twelve to eighteen months have have been uh, pretty significant on 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 our radar. Yeah. Um-
0: I just had a question and now I've completely spaced on it and this is this drives me nuts with um, Apple. It was like, I'm, sure you just mentioned, but, all right, I'm, I'm not going to be able to find it. Um, well, I guess we're kind of, you know, getting to the point where I think it's a good spot to, to wrap up here. One of the questions I have to kind of finish here would be, what are you most excited about in the next, let's say 12 to 18 months for the IoT industry? Um, maybe as it relates to, to the connectivity side and kind of what you experience on a daily basis, but just, you know, at a high level, is there something that you're really looking forward to?
1: Um, I, think, I think seeing um, uh, things really scale up and customers um, getting all of the connectivity in place because many of them have been deploying it in certain areas of their business, um, but really joining all of that together Um, and and leveraging the benefit of of connecting uh, solutions all the way from from the supply chain through to to products in operation. And I think we're just seeing the increasing benefits of of that level of connectivity and and the impacts that can have on the decisions enterprises are making.
0: And I think my last question is, what advice do you have for companies deploying iot solutions when it comes to choosing the correct connectivity because you know there are a lot of issues not just from a functionality standpoint when you choose wrong connectivity but also from a price standpoint and a cost standpoint so i guess what advice do you have for companies who are looking into trying to figure out what kind of connectivity is optimal for their solution that they're trying to build or you know go out and find someone to help build
1: yeah. so I think I think thinking about the long term is really important um, we've seen so many people who've who've got a, a, a great idea for an IOT solution they've put an awful lot of effort into the application and they've just gone out and put a uh, the first connectivity solution they got off the shelf in there and and things have taken off the application's been great they've scaled up uh, and yet they found well actually they can't scale much further they don't have a long-term solution for the security. And and they're going to have to rip stuff out and start again and, and and re-engineer things. So so thinking about 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 the longer term and making sure they're considering how how they're going to connect uh, everywhere they need to in the longer term, and and how they're going to scale and secure it, and making sure they've 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 got a roadmap to do that. Because um, you, you you very quickly if an application successful. Um, that, that can be a problem in itself. And before you know where you are, you've got 10,000 devices out there and you've, you've realized you maybe can't update an important aspect of the connectivity or um, you're going to have to change the connectivity to get into some of your other markets or it's just not secure um, and you, you can't get the information in on, on the behavior of all of those devices. You need to. In order to to monitor patterns of normal usage and and make sure things stay secure, it's great. Appreciate that advice. Um, I think
0: that's pretty much it for me. I think one of the last things I would ask, if you're interested in kind of sharing with the audience, would be if you know they kind of listen to this episode and really think what you're doing is is something they could that could add value to their solution, which I'm, I'm sure it could. Um, how would they get in touch with you or your team to, to learn more to kind of explore how it would fit into what they're building?
1: Yeah, so so if if, if they look us up, um, we're, we're SAP Digital Interconnect. Um, so if if they want to search for that, they'll they'll get uh, some some contact information from for our team at uh, at SAP, and we'd be glad to get Very in touch cool. with yeah, them.
0: Yeah, we'll make sure we link all of that up in the. Uh, in the notes, in the description, in the articles that we put out about this, so so hopefully people will find be able to find that. And because uh, I thought this was really useful, really interesting. And anytime you talk about connectivity, it's always interesting to hear what people are doing to to make that a more seamless experience for solutions. Because like we said earlier, without connectivity, the solutions pretty much are useless. So. Um, so I appreciate your time. I think what you guys are doing is is really great for the industry and we'd love to have you back on sometime in the future as, as things kind of develop on your end, maybe as the connectivity space changes a bit or evolves, um, to get your take. But other than that, you know, we really appreciate your time and thanks for being on the show.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: thanks very much. So thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the IoT for All podcast with John Candish of SAP. Um, What I've been doing in the last few episodes is kind of leaving top takeaways or things I thought were really important or interesting just to kind of recap. And I have two of them from this episode. The first one is just kind of the high level overview of how important connectivity is for intelligent enterprises and IoT in general. you know Companies are really relying on real-time information and connectivity is critical for that. So making sure that you have the correct con- connectivity for the use case is very, very key. Um, with new developments in AI, uh, and we talk about this a little bit in the episode about how AI is making connectivity more resilient by being able to make smart decisions on what kind of connectivity or how to shift between different kinds of connectivity um, and make those adjustments in real time to make sure that you have a steady stream of information and data always going through and you never you know are sacrificing the performance for connectivity. Um- so, you know, AI really becoming that critical piece of connectivity, like I said, making it more resilient is going to be a game changer for IoT deployment uh, success uh, going on into the future, at least I think. Um, and then the second thing I wanted to leave with was kind of John's final points on advice that he had when choosing the correct connectivity for an IoT solution. Um, a couple of things that he mentioned was really thinking about the long term and how important that is and how bad choices in connectivity have led to limits in scale, limiting the ability to scale, you know, considering how a company is going to connect everywhere um, they need to in the long term and not just in the media term, you know, maybe not just during the proof of concept, but where do you expect a solution to go long term is something to very much need to keep in mind um, because this helps you think about how you're going to scale and secure it. And if you really fail at any of those then the solution becomes a bit of a mess, uh, costing more money, taking more time and really not getting you the results you want. So those are the kind of takeaways we thought were really important from this episode. So I hope you did as well. Um, Please be sure that to uh, leave us a rating or review on whichever platform you're listening to us on. It really helps others find it and lets us know that you're a fan, which we've mentioned in the past, but we really, really do appreciate all that kind of stuff. Um, Anytime ratings or reviews are left, it means a lot to us. Um, And finally, if you already haven't done so, please be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. We're working very hard to get a new piece of content out every week, so the more subscribers, the more encouraging that is. Um, If you have any feedback, feel free to shoot us an email uh, or or uh, message us on Twitter. We love kind of engaging with you all and learning what you like about the episodes, what could be improved. Do you have any guests you'd recommend or things you'd like us to talk about? Just let us know. Um, Otherwise, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we look forward to having you listen to our future episodes.